This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Hello, I am Joel McLeod. And I'm Roland Tanner. And welcome to the 905er. The Doug Ford government is in retreat over the Greenbelt scandal. One part of their plan was to force 905 municipalities to expand their urban boundaries, often against their wishes. In a desperate attempt to undo the political damage done to the government, Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing Paul Calandra is in a mad rush to reverse many of the decisions of his predecessor. As part of this desperate rush was the recent legislation returning many 905 municipalities' urban boundaries to their former states. For the vast majority of municipalities, this retreat is a welcome one, but not for every municipality, it seems. A recent story in the Global Mail brought to light the fact that Milton Mayor Gord Krantz is taking issue with the province's boundary reversal. Rather than work to intensify, it seems Milton wants permission to expand into the green space and farmland surrounding it. We were puzzled by this outlier in the Ontario political landscape and wanted to know more about what was going on in Milton. So to do so, we asked our friend of the podcast, Laura Steiner, to come on once again to give us her insight into what exactly is going on here. Is Milton looking to perpetuate the cycle of sprawl and bust, or is there something more? Laura Steiner is a reporter from the Milton Reporter, an online digital media outlet focusing on, you guessed it, Milton. She is a frequent contributor to our podcast, and as always, we welcome her expertise on the matter. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Welcome uh, back to the 905er podcast, Laura Steiner of the Milton uh, Reporter for, uh, I, I don't know, what is this, visit number four? I guess visit number five. Who knows? Long time friend of the pod. Uh, too much fun to keep count, I guess. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome back uh, to yeah. talk Milton mischief. Um, yeah, I, we, we're all right, coming off our, our last episode where we had spoken with uh, Mayor John Taylor of Newmarket about okay. his issues with uh, with with development in Newmarket and wanting to get a better handle. 
we have this other story in Milton with Mayor Gord Krantz kind of going the opposite, saying, no, 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 we, we want all those changes brought back. And so we thought, well, let's ask a, let's ask, ask Laura, Laura Steiner, who's kind of plugged into Milton politics to kind of say, what, what is going on in Milton? That's an, that's an interesting question. I know I spent some time the last couple of days uh, looking, looking into it a little bit more detailed. Um, I can say that there was no um, Mayor Krantz refused the strong mayor powers. So he didn't, he didn't use the strong mayor powers, so it's not him. It looks like it's sort of a council thing, but um, I'm going to start from as close to the beginning as I can get. Yes, please and then do. Actually, yeah, no, and then that actually, it started in 2022. And um, around the time, the regional official plan amendment, they approved it in a 15 to 9 vote at, at council in February. And for some I for some reason for some reason the day before there's this you can Facebook search it uh, under Halton Regional Council there's this letter that um, ma- the mayor sent to the premier DC the MPP Parm Gill and and then minister Steve Steve Clark and he's saying all this about how um, he didn't want it to go ahead because he felt like the regional council was stepping all over Milton, Milton's right to sort of decide for itself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the resulting motion was actually more of a compromise than, than they really, um, it, it was more of a compromise in that there's a, an amendment to it where Basically, the expansion factor that Milton wanted was actually kicked down the road about five years, five years to talk about then. So it's not like under that, it's not like Milton wasn't going to get its expansion. It's just a case of not yet. So that letter was sent off, I think, about either the day before or the day after that meeting. The... um, official plan amendment that that all passed and um and so then the next step is Stephen Steve Clark says there was a decision released in November so about a year ago now that yes Milton you can have some of your land back so that that what and then the whole green belt mess costing poor Steve Clark his job and Paul Calandra comes on the scene, decides to freeze a lot of his decisions. So, and now this past weekend, there was this little, there was this little letter I have. It's on, I think the environmental league it's, it's on, it's, it's floating out there on the internet. I'm actually looking at it right now. On. Yeah, I'm actually, just while you were talking, I brought it up. So it's Environmental Defense, who we were speaking to a couple of weeks ago, who've really been at the forefront of everything to do with the, the, um, uh, well, the, the, uh, what the province was doing with, with the Green Belt, but also all the other changes to, to, uh, 
municipal uh, boundaries. Um, yeah, and just just looking at it here, I mean, like you like you said, I mean, it's just a, there's there's the request basically to say, you know, for lower tier municipalities to basically say anything that they want that they don't like coming from the upper tiers. So yeah. Milton, what Milton doesn't like about Halton. And to sort of throw that into the mix as they're as they're deciding if there's anything they shouldn't reverse. So I, I guess that means that Gord Kratz is responding to that. I just another thing that that's pertinent is that uh, Minister Calandra said heads of council may choose to seek a council endorsement of their proposed changes, but that is not required. I mean, no. I. <laughs> I don't see that. I, there was a meeting. Our meeting was Monday night. Mm-hmm. That came up uh, because now Milton is undergoing its official plan amendment process. And it's called move, um, Make Milton. I forget what it's called offhand, but. Um, make Milton great again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it like that was where you're going. Weird but... like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but that's. Uh, yeah, so that happened on so, Monday, and they had a couple of delegates speaking to the issue, and one of them basically <laughs> accused it of being undemocratic, the way that it went along. But under undemocratic, and in, in what way? In that the the mayor is that basically they basically the mayor has effectively right. overturned or. Overturned, I guess, might be maybe that even that's a too strong of a word, but overturned for one of a better way to put it, the um, Ropa Forty Nine. In he's certainly, I mean, he's requested that it be overturned, isn't he? I mean, and he's, he's requested twice the, now. Again, well. this is this is. I mean, he didn't take strong mayor powers, but no. Minister Calandra, on on what basis, I know not, is basically saying, "Hey, mayors, just tell me what you want and." Kind of nudge, nudge, wink, okay, wink. Yeah, I might yeah. do it. No democracy required. No, no votes required. No, no consultation with other levels required. Just tell me. I might do it. And this is, I mean, this drives me nuts <laughs> because this is the way municipal government is being run now. Uh, by you know, fine. The, the province has reversed something that got them into a lot of trouble, but they're not changing. They're, they're, they've just. This is just a new way of. of of and I would think I would hope that good mayors, decent politicians, would say, "I'm not touching this nonsense. This is not the yeah. way you should be running the show." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Mayor Krantz is not one of the people who thought that. I mean, this, yeah. this is the traditional way. I mean, to be fair to Mayor Krantz, this is the traditional way the province works with the municipalities. It's divide and rule. And the municipalities all work with the province by just constantly holding out the begging bowl and saying, please, sir, can we have yeah. something here? There's been so, constant conversations around that table about what would happen if Milton just decided to say, no, we're not growing that much. We don't have the infrastructure for it. We're going to take, we're going to do a little bit of growth, but we're going to make sure it's well planned and well done. Which is why it's so irresponsible for the mayor to go off on his own on his own thing, and for the minister yeah. to ask the mayor to go off on his own thing, because but people spend so, years yeah. and years working this stuff out. And as we were talking to Mayor um, 
uh, Taylor the other day. It's like the inf- I wouldn't sign up because the infrastructure is not there. We don't have the sewage system to support the housing that the province is wanting us to promise. I don't think any of that really has gone through Mayor Krantz's head. I suspect. I, 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 I have a I have a question. Sorry, sorry, Laura. Go ahead. I I interrupted you. Um. There's also, but like to, to Roland's point, there's all sorts of um, all sorts of infrastructure deficits here. There's constant complaints about schools. A new school is built, and you have six or ten portables. Mm-hmm. And look, look at Bishop Reading. And, you know, and it, it isn't just, and roads aren't being kept up well, and it's sort of, it's starting to wear. Like, he, what, <laughs> starting the, to... the question I have to you, Laura, is, so the, the Mayor Krantz kind of, it sounds like Mayor Krantz wants to kind of just keep doing things the way that things have been done all, all along. It's just continually just build out single home neighborhoods in Milton. And my my question is, have you heard of like from the ground, kind of the grassroots, like the people there saying, you know, we need to build new types of housing or new types of of like essentially start building up, not out, uh, and especially because there's a lot of prime farmland in the in, in and around Milton. There is. Um, have I heard? There's. Urban, I don't know, maybe you're familiar with it, maybe not. There's Urban Sprawl Halton, which is pretty strong in this area. And they're they they took on the the fight originally against the origin against the region on the official plan amendment forty nine when it was passed last February. And there was something like I don't probably easily five or six, there's probably more, but at least six speakers from that same group talk, talking and arguing for it. Um, just when I, I haven't been in person, obviously, for over mm-hmm. two years, a little longer because I had some personal stuff with my mom's illness and that. And um, But when I did sit in council, these developments would come, to, would, would come and you'd have the lineup of people raising like really good some really decent points really well thought out presentations but it was almost like they weren't listening almost like it fell on deaf ears for excuse the excuse the wording mm-hmm. fell on heart you know fell on silent ears almost and um it's like yeah I, they almost said yeah okay good for you we've heard you so we're gonna, but we're I mean, we'll do one anyway. Kind don't of get thing. me started yeah. about the delegation process at councils and and <laughs> the many problems with that. Um, if I, I mean, yeah, I think I'm sure that, that is the case. I mean, the 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 best way for the council for any councillor to deal with the question is just listen to the delegation and don't ask any questions yourself. It's only a matter of politeness that they, that they yeah. they usually feel asking a couple of questions of the delegate is worth their while. Um, you know they really don't like what you say when they just when you're met with stony silence, yeah. <laughs> as I've had a few yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but if I could get in the point of the curious thing about the whole 
Ropeth 49 is in their endorsement. I just found this out in the last by looking into it. They in Melton Council endorsed the regional plan in January of last year. And I looked it up and the motion was it said basically let it be known that we're endorsing this plan, but we also asked the province to give us land if it isn't being used for the 413. I mean, so, I, I, I guess this speaks to the kind of Milton is, a, is in a little bit of a different place sort of psychologically to maybe the other two big municipalities in Halton and the Oakville and Burlington are kind of, yeah, they're built out. There's been some pretty major kind of, um, uh, there have been sort of movements of people at various points sort of uh, who've made a lot of trouble for the council about developments, which means that the mm -hmm. councils tend to, I think, have sort of learned to be a lot more careful about what they're asking, <laughs> asking for or how they're doing it. And it seems that Milton is, is maybe in a kind of halfway house right now, almost where <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a number of councillors who would be in line with, with the kind of main thrust of the councils in Oakville and Burlington, but there's also maybe more of the old school guys, and obviously no one's more old school than Gord Krantz, who are like develop, develop, develop. I mean, is that a fair a fair characterization? Do you think, or am, am I um, off base? There's been some new blood come on in the 2022 campaign. There's, um, I don't keep going back. Mike Cluett and Rick DiLorenzo of Mike Lewitt sat in the regional ward seat for Ward 3, and Ricky Lorenzo was Ward 3 municipal councillor. They happened to face off against each other, and they both lost to Sammy and Jazz. And so there's a little bit of new blood there. But on the whole, it takes, I don't know, it takes a few years for anything um, for for people to change their their style of thinking to build up not you know to build up on out the whole build up not out kind of a thing and also i also i think generally there's a um there seems to be an inability on on the part of political leaders not to stand up and say hey listen this dream of a house in the suburbs it's not working Mm -hmm. we have so we have to look at building up we have to build um the laneway housing we have to look at Oakville they're they're talking tiny house houses we have to look at that you know we have to look at all sorts of different ways to to use our land effectively to house people and and not just do the the single home the dream might be dead well, it's it, got, as that sounds. Well, no, but you have a point there that we just need to start thinking differently about how, how our communities are structured. And my my question is kind of the, the like Gore Krantz, is he playing cover for Doug Ford with this? Because that's what it sounds like to me is that okay, Paul Paul Clanders get, get uh, gets called in to fix Steve Clark's mistake and because the government got caught with their hand in the cookie jar uh on the green belt and and development. So now they're trying to roll that back quickly as possible. But let's face it, 
I don't think this provincial government actually has a development plan to build the necessary housing that we need. So as Gord Cran's basically playing covers like, no, 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 that the what you did was okay. It's we we want that to, we, we want that. We want the 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 urban sprawl growth as our as our solution. I, Bring that back. Um on on Gord I'll start with that. On Gord Kranz it's it's pretty well on Mayor Kranz, it's pretty widely known and there's absolutely zero secret about it that he is a progressive conservative to his heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, but whether that means he's playing cover, I, I don't know. I'm not sure, like, I, what I mean, the relationship I, is, is between them, but I but guess it's always possible. I mean, I'm more of a fan. I mean, I think I'd probably, I would go more with the cock up than the conspiracy theory in this case, in that this is just completely, pretty, just com- yeah, it's, it's, more it's of completely a within but... Gord Krantz's modus operandi over the last half century. 30, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just to carry on doing what Milton has always done, which is sp- yeah. be sprawling. It's, um, it's also, um, to be fair, it, it's also pretty, um, it's also a pretty strat. I would, I think it's probably, I think it's probably fair to characterize it as a staff driven council. A lot. They lean on the staff there a lot. I mean, and I mean that's the so that um, comes into play as well, and all of its issues. And there's also, I think there's a lot of finance. I think my personal theory is it actually goes to more to finances than anything because um, Milton's in a position right now, has been for at least was a couple of years ago. Um, where business growth is actually outpacing residential growth, and that if you know, and that shifts a lot of the tax burden onto the residential uh, homeowner. I mean, it, and it comes. I so mean, residences it, are so people are paying like upwards of five, six percent per look per year in in a tax increase. So I wouldn't because of because it goes to the whole progressive conservative roots, wouldn't put it. He likes to keep taxes low. He's made his name. The 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 councils made their names at keeping taxes low, one of the lowest rates in the GTA. But they've also, you know, the town's wearing it right now. So I mean, really, it's, it's a classic case of. Um, I'm just looking up the guy's name, uh, Chuck something. The guy behind the Strong Towns website, um, who who sort of made the case, Chuck um, Maron, I think. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, anyway, writes on sort of uh, urban planning development in in North America, I mean, primarily in the US. But you know, his kind of argument is that the way that development is done in North America is kind of a kind of a Ponzi scheme. You're 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 you need constant development. You need constant fast growth to pay for what you've just built the previous year. Um, yeah. It's like you're, you're robbing pay to, Peter to pay Paul kind of. So if you, if you then say, okay, we're not going to go out anymore. We're going to, we're going to go up. The development fees is going to be different. And by the way, the province is going to get rid of a whole lot of development fees. 
then Citi's just lost one of its major yeah. sources of finance for just well, keeping yeah. the doors open. That's a problem too. Yeah. Um, so the, the the Ponzi scheme is kind of falling apart. Um, so in like, places like Milton. But this kind of brings me back to uh, our previous episode with John Taylor, in that you know the the province of Bill Twenty Three in, in by getting rid of the development charges and. And 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 this whole mess that we're now in, yeah. They, like they they're what's needed is a kind of a new financing model, kind of for municipal governance. They like there needs to be a new way for municipalities to fund themselves and pay for the services that people require. Yet the yeah. province is the province isn't isn't giving that, and we don't seem to see the. What frustrates me is that we don't see the mayors or the municipalities stepping up saying saying. Okay, guys, you got like we need to change the way this game is played. We need to change the rules of the game now. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just gonna be everybody gets property tax increases to to just keep the lights on. Forget forget building community centers, forget building hockey rinks or transit uh improvements. This is just to keep, you know, the stuff that we have now, just keep it running. Uh and I mean that's something that we We've heard from uh, you know other other mayors that they're they're complaining with the system, but I don't see any of the mayors coming together saying, "No, like the system is now broken." Yeah, it's broken. Like we we need we need a new funding model, not just for Milton or for Newmarket, but for every municipality in Ontario. Yeah, and it's kind of like the mayors the mayors have to go have to go to the bat for themselves and say, "Doug, Paul, it ain't working, guys." We need the we need either these powers or we need a new funding model or we need a new new something. But otherwise, it's just let's tax people more. Well, the, just the to obvious, keep the, yeah. the obvious change that I would see. I mean, basically, the cities don't have nearly enough uh, ways to raise money. Um, and I mean, actually, um, Jennifer Keysmat made the point that I hadn't hadn't occurred to me before. Because we were all sort of saying, well, you know, the loss of development fees is a terrible thing because now the cities are short of that money and they have to go to to, to the city. And her argument actually was, you know what, that stuff should be on the tax bill. It shouldn't be, you know, infrastructure is the city's job to provide. It's not the city's job. It's not, I don't know, that was a point that she made. I thought it was interesting whether I agree with it. I don't know. But the other thing is in many, most parts of the world, um, as far as I know, people can correct me if I'm wrong, Businesses pay tax in the cities that they exist yeah. in. There's no such thing as municipal business tax. Why not? I think there should be. You're in the city. You're using the services. Pay tax. Um, but we don't. Businesses get a free ride in municipalities. I, I know it'd be incredibly unpopular to say, okay, you guys yeah. are going to have to pay your way. It would be absolute. You know, the well, government that introduced it would probably be signing their own death warrant, but... Why the hell I don't are? know. I don't think so. If you if you if you were able to introduce it on the pretext of no, a business is paying their fair share, I think in this in this current situation that would go over well with people. If you brought up like the point that you just made, where yeah. you're saying, "Hey, these guys have been using our services forever. They've never paid a any, a dime to us directly. Um, you know, we're asking for them to pay their fair share." You pay your your property taxes through rent or through your mortgage or whatever. Um, these guys, and you know what? It would be down to the municipality. If the municip- I think you should give the municipality the power to raise to levy business taxes. Mm-hmm. 
use Fabric and say we're not going to we're not going to do that. We're not going to use that tool. We're going to keep on charging people the way we always have. Give them the power, uh, and then that's a potential source of finances. Um, Especially now, if it keeps your property taxes moderate uh, or, or manageable. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that then you could have cities competing against. I mean, I guess the reason one of the reasons it doesn't exist is that like one city's levying X percent and one city's levying another percent, all the businesses might, you know, just jump ship. I don't know. But I do know that in other parts of the world, if you have run a business in a in a in a city, then you're going to be paying tax. Um, just like we pay tax, you know, no one likes taxes, but there's a reason why we pay them. Because some stuff has to be paid for, like drains and gutters and sewers and road surfaces and all that stuff. Um, the, the lack of funding streams for cities is just the constant problem. And yeah, yeah basically we're seeing Milton make bad decisions because yeah. of the need to get money um, to keep Keep the show on the right. Keep the lights on, yeah. Uh, without, I mean, of course, it could just, it could just put taxes up. But, you know. Reserves for a number, the number of years they had reserves, but the reserves drained down, and then were left, and so they were left with nothing. Now they're left with having to build, rebuild the reserves, and almost no money. Yeah, I mean, so. I suspect what we're going to be seeing in the next decade, if if conservative governments remain. It, uh, if we if we continue to have a PC government, certainly, and maybe if we have a liberal one, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be looking for any great revolutions with with Bonnie Crombie, if I'm completely honest. Um, uh, that the the kind of the age of municipal reserves is going to be gone. Now that the cities are meant to; they're really obligated to have those reserves. I mean, they're because they can't go into debt. You've got to have those supplies mm. for a rainy day. But I think the, the province has basically, in the way it's been treating them, been forcing them to run down the reserves and run down the reserves and run them down. Um, and, you know, uh, like, again, like Mayor Taylor was saying the other day, how it operates is it forces the city to do something. And then when the result is bad, it says, hey, look, the cities are screwed up. Um, you know, this is what it's like. You make the city sign up to impossible, ridiculous housing targets, and then when every city in the province misses the targets, you say, "Well, these cities are useless. Let's take more yeah. power away from them." <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it's uh, and the thing that makes me mad about actions like Mayor Krantz's here, just going off on their own and negotiating their own thing, separate to their own council, separate to the region. Upending the process, going around the back. I mean, again, this is how this government works. You have a process, you go through all the steps, you pay all the money for the staff to go through the process, spend the years doing all the work, and then the province says, "Hey, do you want to throw all that in the garbage and just do something different anyway?" And then people do it, <laughs> and the, anyway, end, yeah. the end result is chaos because you're just getting decisions yeah. being made on the back of a well, of an envelope of someone who's half aw half awake on a good day of the week. Um, you know, naming no names, Mayor Krantz. <laughs> I didn't say it, so <laughs> no, I'm independent. I, I live in Hamilton. I know that yeah, I was a very mind. unfair statement, and, and you would never, you know, I know that's not your. I can be rude because let's face it, well, he doesn't I mean, have a computer, he's not going to be listening. It's 
but it's ridiculous. It, I mean, he's just it's just an example of what's going on all over the place. He, it's just a particularly ridiculous but, example because it's so counter to what I, everybody's yeah, saying in I, the province. Yeah. I suspect, though, that if he'd gone the route of an endorsement from council, it wouldn't have been an unanimous endorsement. The, and the council, um, Milton Council, in, initially endorsed that original plan in January of 2022, yeah. a vote then, of 7-2. Again, that's the maddening thing. It, the council has the had the vote. They voted for the yeah. boundaries that the region approved. They voted to accept those boundaries. You can't then so go back and say, oh, we council. changed their mind. We don't actually like them after all. Can you throw them out? Okay. I think it, they're probably trying to use maddening. the... Yeah. I think they're probably trying to use the, well, it was the old council. Did that's not they how it works it, so. you know, too bad uh, no and and how much did the council change i know it changed a bit but you know um, um other than the two new faces uh actually three new faces councillor um adil kaliki ward three municipal councillor sammy ijaz ward three regional and councillor sarah marshall out in ward four municipal so there were three around the table and but the again that's on a vote of 29 percent uh, and 29 <laughs> like and- of eligible voters voted which again as the same thing because I, I say this a lot too about the dc government i mean this is an example of what happens if you don't vote well oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh- I don't know. I mean, we, we, Mayor Krantz or Gord Krantz as a candidate at the last election would have been very welcome to come onto this podcast if, if there were any means by which he could actually connect to a Zoom meeting, uh, during, you know, from his campaign headquarters, uh, in Milton. We spoke yeah. to other candidates, we spoke to, um, uh, Zihan, uh, Zishan Hamid, yeah. um, who seemed like a, uh, without wanting to just out and out say a better say uh, this guy's a better candidate, he seemed like a very credible candidate. Let's put it that way, you know. In, guy, in uh, one sense, he was, but I having paid attention to him, paid attention to him when he was on council as well. He was run. He was trying to run against his own record, and he wasn't even like he was. Didn't even acknowledge it. I was sitting, I'd sit in on, I sat in on a can, all candidates meeting up in, it was up in Nessagawea. And I'm sitting in the audience and Councillor Best, who was acclaimed, was handing me this piece of paper. It was a printout of the minutes from one of the council meetings. And uh, Zishan was going on about high rise buildings and stuff. And the sheet of paper was, was a piece of the was from the minutes with a recorded vote in which Councillor Hamid, then Councillor Hamid, um, had voted in favor of a high rise development. I mean, join the club, uh, join the club. It's, I mean, to be a councillor yeah, is to be caught in that, uh, caught in that. I mean, I guess the difference is that. Uh, there are multiple councillors across across Halton who have 
had had got got, got the basis for successful political careers on the basis of having quite a loud vociferous problem with high-rises. Yeah. Uh, And then at various points, kind of had to end up voting for them because you have to end up voting for them a lot of the time uh, because it's, it's, I know, it's just the sucky system. I'm not defending Councillor Hamid, then Councillor Hamid. Uh, uh, It's part of the way that the current municipal system puts people in impossible situations all, all the time, I think, which, but, is, which is all yeah. wrong. But to, just to bring it, bring, I... bring it back to the, the matter of, of Gord Krantz, though, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if... My, 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 my thoughts are, are just, are we just... Is there no innovation in, in Milton Council to push for a new way of, of doing things, you know, or, or is it, is for Milton, is it, is Milton stuck in a cycle of sprawl or bust? Uh, because quite frankly, like I, I look to say like this need of, well, we need, we can't, it, it strikes me that every other municipality in the 905 is saying, no, no, we don't want to expand our boundaries. We need to figure out a way to build within what we've got already. And Milton's saying, nope, can't be done. We, we need to expand our boundaries uh, to meet housing targets. And I'm wondering, is that, you know, is there no imagination of like, how is there alternative ways of building out, building uh, uh, the housing that we need for the housing crisis? I'm not, I'm not sure, really. I haven't really been that plugged into this particular, mm-hmm. to, this, this, to the specific angle of it, but there have been, like I said, there have been a couple of high rises that have been improved in the last few years. So it's sort of starting to be built up, right? But again, it's just it's spread it's spread out, and it's like the cookie cutter that the cookie cutter style, like Madame Me, and mm-hmm. and that just sort of where there's actually no apparently no room in the garages for two car, no room in the driveway for two cars. I mean, I, I feel really enough that... room in the garage for one, so it's like. You know, and there've been—I think there've even been councillors that have complained about that. And it's like, but you sat there, you sat on the council, and you know, it was approved. So, and, and I guess in one way, we can't blame them for using the tools that the province is giving them, and the tool—the province yeah. is giving them chaotic, random tools. You know, basically, two lines in a letter saying. Hey, you don't have to talk to your council about this. Just tell me what you want. I'll give it to you. Um, yeah. And it's like, okay, fair enough. I mean, we can disagree with Mayor Krantz's decision, and I certainly do. I think it's completely ridiculous. Not only is it ridiculous for Milton, in the context of all the news, you know, a politician who actually cared about re-election and worried about votes and things like that would not have come out and made a big loud announcement saying yeah come sprawl here uh, right at this moment because uh, it's just like politically it's stupid but in Milton it doesn't matter because Gord will get re-elected anyway and Gord doesn't care um, which is just a, you know the massive democracy that we have at a local level but I mean he's just using a tool that's been given to him you know the real criticism as so often true, yeah. really goes to the province for just uh, it's through, mostly financial. 
way it is. I mean, and God's doing what God has done for since most of us were twinkles in their parents' eyes, you know. <laughs> It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, but to me, it's just, it's just, it's a, what it comes down to is a complete lack of imagination to combat this very real problem of, of housing. Yeah, we, we all need to build housing, but it just strikes me as really like we can't think of a new way of building the housing or the communities that we need. It's, it's just, no, no, we need to build another, that, that farmland. Yep. We can build 20 houses on that, on that plot of land. So let's do that. And then past that, we'll build another twenty, and eventually we'll we'll hit our targets. Yeah. But, you know, is that it's it's more just like really we're that we're just going to solve the problem. The problem that got us into this mess is the problem is it the solution that we're going to get out of it. I don't I don't buy it uh, in the slightest. Well, another another thing was that um, the the transit the the transit quarters actually. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I thought there's a there's some developments going up along Nipissing, which is a really it's a street behind Milton Mall mm-hmm. that curves down and around. There's a couple of high rises going in there, but along a transit, it's, it's along like the transit node area, but um, such that the, the that the GO station is, they're trying to sell it as close to transit, and it's like. It's close to transit, but not very good transit. So it's just I mean, all one problem that just cascades on another, and and that's that's it. It's just we're we're just trying to solve every solution we have just solves a really bad problem that we had before, which creates just another creates bad problem one, yeah. too. So, um, I know we're coming up on on our time for this episode, uh, Lauren. We'll have you back on because I'm sure that. The woes in Milton will not go away uh, anytime soon. Um, no, but thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing uh, an update yeah. with us uh, and to our listeners. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. That was fun. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you. You can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through Patreon as well as PayPal. Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time.
Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.